Well, hello, my friend. This is Joe Bakmotsky, and welcome to the Happy You. This is the show we talk about how to lead a happier, more fulfilled life if you've been to the place of struggle. And today we talk about where to find strength when you are going through change. I'm going to share with you five key principles that will help you to do just that. But as always, I want to start with a poem. You need strength to hold on in a time of great change when the shadows come out and the voices are strange. And you might stand apart, but you're never alone. We are much more alike than we ever have known. Yes, your path is unique, but the struggles we share to be judged, cast away, to feel useless and scared. But it's only one twist on this journey of life. We are meant to look up, to find love and to strive, to belong and to dream, to reclaim what was lost. As you look to the rainbow when the sky has been burst, it's a choice. What we seek and the way that we cope, it's alone that we suffer, but together we hope. We hope. So thank you for being here, my friend. Let's get into it. Well, hello, my friend. My name is Joe Bakmotsky. I am the founder of Power to Be Happy and also the author of Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. And listen, living with change is hard, especially change that you didn't ask for, and it just pulls you in. Well, it happened to me in my life, and I was just... I was at the beach one day, it was just, I was on the ocean, and I just decided to go for a swim. It was a beautiful day, the sun was shining, the water was just beautiful, you know, there was these gentle waves rolling in, and here I go, I go inside the water, I slowly just going in, and eventually I probably, I was, I was probably 5 or maybe 10 meters away from the shore, and I just decided to lie on my back, just bask in the sun, enjoy the water. And it was just a beautiful moment. And I noticed all of a sudden something started to change. Something started to shift in the water. So I kind of decided to get back up. But the weird thing is I noticed that I couldn't stand anymore, right? Like I couldn't, uh, you know, I just couldn't stand. But for some reason, you know, it was just water. I was like, well, that's weird. I'm just like, okay, I'll swim back. I'm pretty close. So I started swimming back. And what I noticed is this weird thing is that I'm not getting any closer to the shore. Right? It's weird. I can see it right there in front of me, you know, and yet I, I can't even get close. You know, so I, I thought, well, I'm going to go harder. So I, you know, I really started to, you know, you know, just pacing myself and really going for it, you know. And still, I wasn't getting any closer. And that's why I started to get worried. I redoubled my efforts. Like, I gave it just everything that I had. I was just really going for it. And the, that's when the, the waves were picking up. It was getting harder. I was like, 
And I'm still, I still see that the, the show is just as far away as I was. And all of a sudden, I just like get hit in the face by a wave. And like my mouth is just full of water. And that's when I start freaking out. I freak out because I, I can't, I can't so all of a sudden I'm losing my balance. I, of the water is everywhere. The, this, the sky is filled with lead. You know, it's, uh, there's, there's no one around that I can see. I, and uh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to breathe because it's just full of water. And I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. And so I start screaming, help, help, somebody help me, <laughs> you know. And, and it was just lucky that I felt some, some, something come up from behind me. And it was the surfer. And it was the surfer, he was, he was obviously, you know, out on the surf. And he, he had this board with, with him. And he helped me onto the board. And he kind of guided me towards the shore. And as, as I was just sitting there on the sand, I was just panting, you know, with him, there with him. He said to me, I said, listen, he said, the rip got you. The rip is like this underwater current. That, that just kind of swoops in, and you you can see it because it happens under the water. But when it when it kind of pulls you in like that, you can't go against the current. You can't can't go against it because it kind of goes. You have to go sideways. You have to go with it, right? If I hadn't gone straight to the shore, but if I gone sideways with this current, it would have carried me back out, and that gave me you know a profound insight into change especially the change that you don't ask for right because we we try to really just go against it we, we fight it we try to do what we can to go against the change and yet the best we can do as the starting point is to accept the change and go with it it doesn't mean that you need to embrace it with open arms, because sometimes it's it's it, it it might be tough, it might be traumatic, it might be difficult, but we want to be able to accept the change. So we start living our lives with it or around it in the best way that we can. And I think that's that's a starting point of where, where we want to be, especially in a time of crisis, especially in a time of uncertainty, where you don't know how things are going to turn out, where there's a, there's a huge amount of pressure, there's a huge amount of expectations, and we're all going to find our best to deal with it. This is why, my friend, I want to share with you my five key principles when it comes to tackling change. When it comes to dealing with this change and dealing with change in the way that really serves you and your way of life. And the first one is the first one is, is, is this is a poetic principle, which is we look to the rainbow when the sky has been burst. You know, um, and what I mean by that really is that when you go through a difficult time. It seems like it's never gonna end, right? It doesn't seem like things are gonna get better. It, we don't see that the, the the totality of life. You know, I truly experienced that. You know, that that connection when I was, you know, first time when I was. I guess my memory was when I went out of urologist office, and I, I knew I. Uh, he's given me the, the scans and he's given me the diagnosis that I had 
testicular cancer. And I remember holding those scans and I was standing outside and there was this beating rain hitting me over the face. And I, I remember just feeling so helpless and like, like I was just drained of emotion. It just hit me so hard. And I remember just feeling that feeling so useless and hopeless. And I, I didn't even feel anything on the inside. It was just so empty. And at the time, I felt like nothing would ever change. And it was only, I remember this time, when three years later, I was just in the backyard with um, our son. And he was, he was one year old, I think, at the time. And I remember this beautiful moment when there was just, there was sun and the clouds. I remember him just, um, we had the soccer ball lying on the ground. And he was kicking it and... You know, and he was holding my hand. It was just a beautiful moment. Him holding my hand, but but he just he kind of was gripping onto my, I guess my 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 finger with with his entire hand, and it was just a beautiful moment because we were laughing and we we're chasing and we were just just being alive, and in the moment, and what's made it all the most special was just me bringing back the all the past experience, all the struggles that I had with cancer and that moment with the diagnosis and all the other you know, difficult times that came in between. But eventually it made me be in a place where I could appreciate life, not because it's perfect, not because, you know, uh, not because it's always, it always works out the way you want it to, but because we are there in the circle of life and we don't always get to see how things might turn out. You know, this in no way justifies the suffering and the pain that you might be experiencing in the moment. But please know that it doesn't have to last forever. That things change. And even though we have no guarantees in life, we have no guarantees. We don't know what's going to happen. And yet we can hope. That's why I said that we look to the rainbow when the sky has been burst. We don't know what's going to happen. And yet we hope for the best. So even when, you know, when, you, when there was a storm and you know, there's, there's been rain just lashing down, you know, we don't know whether it's going to continue on, whether it's going to start up again. We don't know. Maybe maybe there's going to be hail. <laughs> we have no idea. But yet we hope that there's going to be a rainbow and that the rain is going to stop and the sun is going to come out. And that's the hope that we want to maintain within ourselves when the times get tough, when we go through difficulties and change and things don't really go your way. Hold on to hope, my friend, that things can and do change for the better. <laughs> That's why we look to the rainbow when the sky has been burst. The second principle is what you seek in life is what you get. You know, oftentimes in life we... We go through life, especially when, you, when just life throws a curveball at you, and we don't know where to look. 
We don't know what to do with ourselves. For me, it's been the case when I came back home after chemo. I had the operation and I came back home. And apart from you know, feeling miserable physically and having all sorts of side effects and after effects, you know, I put on heaps of weight. I, 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 like my head was all over the place. I, I have so much fatigue. It was all of these things that were going on. But yet at the same time, I also felt like so many things in my life just didn't make sense anymore. You know, I mean, I, I used to be really passionate about my career, but I realized, you know, this this isn't really my life's work, right? Because I just don't feel as connected to it because I guess my life and perspective has just changed dramatically. That's why I started my podcast. That's why I wrote my book. In order to, to do something and create meaning in my own life. And that's what I continually found. That the only way to get clarity about what you really want in life, the only way to, you know, to get clarity about decisions that you make, decisions that you won't regret, the only way to get clarity whether you're on the right track with what you're doing, with your hopes and your dreams and the ambitions that you might have, the only way is to know what you're really going after. What is that feeling you seek on the inside? Because what you seek, my friend, is exactly what you get in life. Principle number three. It's alone that we suffer. And together, together we hope, my friend. That's one of the key messages, you know, in my book. In finding hope in times of uncertainty. A guide to thriving in a challenging world of today. You know, because there's, there's a big reason why we go through life, uh, you know, in with other people. You know, that's why we fall in love, why we make friends, why we, uh, you know, live in communities, why we live together. We meant to be living together. And not only just so we can bet ourselves, not only just so we can, you know, uh, have a better life or more opportunity, but also so that we are there to support each other, to support our you know, us in, in good times, but also in our struggle to support and be there for each other. First of all, around each other and with each other when the going gets tough. This is especially vital because what we tend to do when we go through a difficult experience, when we go through a tough time, we tend to close off. Isn't it true? That we tend to kind of step back because we lose touch with people around us, because they may not be able to relate to you as much, you know, or so you might think, or, you know, you might not feel as much of a connection with them because they might not be able to understand the experience that you're going through. And that's, that's often some, can be true sometimes. But that's why it's so vital to bring back that connection to spend time with people, to explain and educate people on what you are going through, on what you are experiencing, being there to listen to them, spend time with people, you know, share 
your story of struggle. Tell people explicitly how they can help you directly. Because this allows people to step up for you. Because the truth is, my friend, when you go through a tough time, and I know that you know this, but I'm here to remind you that most people, they really want to be there for you. They really want to come out and support you and be there for you on your terms. But they don't know how. They don't know how. They don't know what they should be doing for you. They don't know how they can come out and support you in a meaningful way. That's why it's so vital to tell them and just tell them, just be explicit, you know, whether it's telling someone in person, saying, listen, I'd love for you to do, you know, any one of those things, you know, help us with this, this, or that, you know, or just tell people, say, say, listen, when being direct with people, Sometimes it's really important not to say what, you know, is often expected or is considered to be polite. You know, for example, when someone says, hey, how are you going? How have you been? You know, when we, you, you run into someone, you know, we often tend to say, well, I'm good. Like, let's just say something that is just kind of keeps the conversation going. When what you really want to be doing is just selling, is just saying to people what's really on your mind. Saying to people what you are really, what's really important to you, and saying, "Hey, listen, you know, what? to be honest, uh, I haven't been having it easy lately," and and chances are, person will say, "Well, what happened?" And so it turns into a conversation, right? We often are afraid of talking about our struggles because it kind of does this, um, I guess, because we see it. You know, in our culture, that it has to be some big speech and some huge revelation and some, you know, a kind of epic, you know, uh, reveal. And yet, the reality is that it can be just part of normal conversation when we let ourselves to just be direct and and pull back the just politeness and just be frank with people, because the people who truly care about you. I promise you this. The people who are going to still be your, uh, your friends, your confidants, you know, your, your, the people who truly love and cherish you, they're going to be so grateful. They're going to be so grateful that you let them be there for you and directed them towards meaningful action because you've just made it easy for them to support you on your terms. Number four, my friend, no rhythm, no progress. It's become a reality in my life. I've noticed whether that's in personal life or whether that's in professional life, uh, the way that we live our day, you know, we get things done when there's a rhythm, when there's some kind of a predictable pattern to everything that you're doing, right? Where you might have, this might be different for, you know, for your weekdays, it might be different for your weekends, it might, you know, there might be your know, uh, variation to how you go through, you know, through your, through your day. But when you have that rhythm, when you have that consistency, like the way it is in music, right? There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm that keeps 
that keeps the momentum, that keeps the melody going, that keeps things moving along, that everything builds around. You don't have rhythm, you don't have progress. If this can apply to anything you love, if there's no rhythm, it's very hard to stay on track. And that is precisely what happens in a time of change, because it throws you off. It throws you off whatever rhythm, and you might have had a comp complex or multi-layered rhythm going on. You might have had different commitments and different things going on, but you've been knocked off your game. That's often just happens just when you go through change, even though you've come back from a holiday, right? And you sometimes struggle to get back into your routine. And that's why it's so important if you've gone especially through a big amount of change is to really consider like, how can I rebuild my day? How can I rebuild my week? How can I rebuild just uh, my month? How can I have a, a some kind of a rhythm? It doesn't need to be, you know, it doesn't need to be some kind of, you know, a high level of performance. You don't have to be achieving massive things, but you got to be doing things steady, you, you know, Starting with maybe a morning routine, something you do each morning, every day, and knowing that you're doing it in a particular order, something that makes you feel good, something that makes you set up for the day. You know, for me, you know, every single day, I start off but by doing exercise. Either I go for a run or I do my, uh, my, my exercises in the garage. I uh, have breakfast. I, I, um, I journal. I, I, you know, I, uh, as I drink my coffee and I reflect on the day before and I plan for the day ahead. And it really sets me up for the day, right? It really sets me up and because I know what's going to happen and I don't have to waste you know, my, you know, my mental energy, if you will, I'm just coming up on things to do. I feel good. I feel ready to, you know, to go and work and be with my family. And it really sets me up. And what can you do, my friend, to bring back that rhythm into your life so that you feel that you are moving forward consistently? So, Maybe it's a morning routine for you. Maybe it's a wind down routine because this is something that, you know, I found really powerful in my coaching sessions. You know, it's setting up, you know, a morning routine, setting up a wind down routine so that you can really separate your work and your home life can be crucial to getting back that rhythm into your life. Because remember, no rhythm, there's going to be no progress. Number five, my friend, the more you give, the more you feel you belong. This comes from, I guess, this idea that when we go through a tremendous amount of change, we get disconnected from kind of that sense of, of purpose, of having meaning in our lives, because so much has shifted and, and that's a normal part of the process. And we want to be able to reconnect with that. But when you think about change, in many ways, it's, it's kind of like, it's like moving to a new area, right? You moved into a new area, you've got a new place, and you want to be able to settle in, right? You want to be able to like 
put down your roots. You want to be able to settle in in your new home. You want to get to know the surroundings. You want to kind of maybe, you know, uh, make friends with the neighbors, make friends in the community. You want to maybe join a club. You, 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 you do and show up at your best in your work. In other words, you give your best, right? You give kindness. You give your passion. You give, you give whatever it is that you have, right? You give the best of you, right? You bring it on and you give it to others. And that's how we connect. It's the principle of what you give is what you get. It's always true in life. And the same is true for the sense of belonging. Because the more you give, the more you feel you belong. And it doesn't have to be some epic, uh, you know, gestures, or you don't have to, like, you know, uh, give uh, millions of dollars to a particular cause, or, like, uh, be some model of selflessness, or what have you. Giving can be your small acts of kindness, of good grace, of, of uh, showing up passionate, of being in the moment, of listening, of being friendly, of uh, just doing nice things for people that they find helpful, smiling. You know, these are, and I know that you know this, but these are the things that change the world. These are the things that run the world, you know? And even if you feel empty on the inside because you've been through a lot, you know, I want to remind you that giving is, a, is, is not form. By which I mean to say, you create it out of what you have on the inside. Even if you feel empty, the, the beauty of art, the beauty of creativity is you get to create it. You know, if the painting wasn't there before, it's there today. If the words are not out on the page, well, they can be written down. You have everything that you need already inside you, my friend. You already have that living inside you. The beautiful experience of living with passion, of living with meaning. You are resilient. I'm here to remind you that you, my friend, are resilient. You have been through things. You have the capability to figure things out. You can do this. You are here. And that means that you can belong in this life to feel good about yourself and the world around you. Because we all have the power to be happy, my friend, to seek greater clarity in life, to do, to show up at our best every single day, no matter what that is, and to hold on to hope that no matter how tough it gets, that things can and do change. And if you're looking for more inspiration and support, then check out Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. And you can get this book. I've got a special, special, really special offer for you with when you buy the digital edition of this book. And I'm going to give you some incredible bonuses because I really want you to get 
the most out of this book and help you to deal with crazy times that we live in today. So to find out more, so, so please head on to awayfromuncertainty.com. That's awayfromuncertainty.com. You can also find the link on powertobehappy.com. So whichever one you use, you can find out more about book right there. I hope it has been helpful to you, my friend. My name is Joe Bakmutsky. Thank you for being here. Look after yourself. Hey, my friend, this is Joe Bakmutsky, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Happy You, the show where we talk about how to find happiness in your life if you've been to the place of struggle. Listen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's been useful in some way. And if it has, then check out my book, Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. Listen, in this book, I talk about my experience of going through cancer and mental health and various difficulties of my life to really share with you well, the best things of what I've learned about how to stop worry from taking over your life. Really, how to find joy in those small, everyday things so that you feel excited about life again. How to really find a greater sense of confidence so that you can reach your goals faster. How to forge even stronger bonds with people in your life. And ultimately, how to rekindle your sense of purpose and belonging so that you're looking forward to the future and so that you can share your hope with people around you. If this sounds like something you might be interested in, then go and check it out at Away from uncertainty.com. I'm going to give you some super special bonuses for you there if you want to get the book. I'm going to tell you more about in the video on this book website, but this is ultimately where you can check it out and find out more. So please go to awayfromuncertainty.com. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next time.